Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast, episode 63, Xbox Game Showcase, with me, George, and as always joined by Tom, Master Chief, to my Blinks. How's it going? <laughs> Somebody tells uh, me he might have used Blinks before, bless his cotton socks, but uh, I thought I'd wheel yeah. it out as a, a representation of where you're at and yeah. where I fit in the world of Xbox. I'm well. Gaming I'm knowledge well, uh, in general. Yeah, Phil... Phil's come over here for a week. Our producer has flown out to America to... Yeah. He he felt he was in hot water uh, after the sound over debacle with you. And my agent got him on the phone and he's he's come here with his tail between his legs. Mm, That's not what he said when he got on the plane. Well, he gives it the big man, but when he got here, he was taken down to being a very little man. The size of Wayne Ray, I would say. Wow. Okay. If you're a fan of the show's law or listen to any of the series one episodes, you might know who Wayne Phil, Ray is. Phil, bring bring me some Pinot Grigio. Okay. Not well, before Tom's swill, ego not, takes not too much control of the show, let's give the wave of new listeners, and we're lucky enough to have a wave, so let's hope Tom's not planning a law-heavy show, a wave of new listeners on board from Japan, the Netherlands, Belgium, uh, France, Ireland... And we're bigger now in America than we are in the UK. Fact. Uh, so, Come on, Zibita. Listen to Unofficial Controller Podcast. Oh, wow. You're, uh, you're, you're next level there with your language skills. Anyway, this wave of new listeners don't want to hear about your ego getting washed out for another show. Let's let them know how things are going to break down. So, Tom, coming up in the news, let me tell you we've got a little bit of Yakuza news. Oh, you always find a way to sneak it in. You do. And a little bit of our red shoes, uh, sound breaking friend news. So if you're into that, then uh, buckle in, pal. The main meat in the sandwich of the show is obviously our breakdown of everything we saw at Xbox Game Showcase this past week. And then after that, we threw the medium of Stingray. If you want to know who he is, you better listen into a couple of other shows. But he brings us the new release highlights for the week and we pick out our favourite game from the hotly released games. Then the show ends when I ask Tom what he's hoping to play for the next gaming week, and the show can only begin. Odders, grip that wheel. Tom, what you been playing? This week I've been playing uh, Ghost of Tsushima. As we discussed last week, we had a bit of a a breakdown and a, a deep dive into... Well, a preview of the game. We've Ooh, had it wave. through. We, Called a wave yeah. of new listeners through that. We thing. did, yeah. It's a very popular, popular uh, feature that one. So yeah. uh, we've had me and you have had the title about a week now, haven't we? And um, mm-hmm. I think we're both at the same sort of uh, stage. So we've just finished Act One. So if you don't, there might be minor spoilers in here. Uh, if you don't want to know too As much always, about it. As always, the but... show's got chapter markers, so feel free to skip to the news if you don't yeah. want to hear any more about Ghost of Tsushima. But uh, we're just to give people an idea whether they want to skip or not, we've both got to the end of Act 1 and the very early embryonic stages of Act 2. So, Tom? Yeah? Give us, uh, give us a roundup, friend. Yeah, um, general roundup. Uh, thoroughly impressed with it. I've grown to like it even more. I think mm-hmm. the opening hour and a half, two-hour prologue is almost like a different game to some extent. I started yeah. the game on hard mode. I've continued, persevered through with it. Um, 
those early stages are actually harder now than it is. I find it quite straightforward with the difficulty. Um, yeah, I have I to admit, now. when I started it and I was on medium, I was like, oh my goodness gracious me. But yeah. now I've got further in, as you have, and on medium, the calls from some of the wider community that it's a bit too easy, I think actually are true. Ring true, be- yeah. You become yeah. very overpowered in those early stages. I think, yeah, once you start getting a lot of your abilities, the bow uh, tends to um, cause a lot of the situations to become way more manageable. Um, you can thin out the numbers of the enemies. Um, I guess it's a nice nod to like you can go different routes. You can be more of the archer. You can be a full-on samurai, just walk up to the gates or or have the standoff mechanic, which we really love uh, yeah well, I, I hope you do i think it's excellent oh, um it feels a little bit i wish there was a little bit more of an epic feel to when you first confront that first enemy but we've got to remember these are like very basic npc characters they're not i noticed the big uh, one-on-one duels are a lot more climactic build up to them uh, yeah. with a lot more sort of special weather effects and things yeah i think whenever i've done a what we call a legendary one-on-one uh yeah i've been very impressed like in, in yeah that sort of uh rescue of your uncle section with the oh against Re- Royzo, the floating the candles e- in, the, yeah. in the pond is specifically nice and some of the legendary missions where you go like heavenly strike as i told you was nothing short of amazing yeah. The collection of the longbow with the demon brawl. Yeah, yeah, was, that was cool. Was that Where absolutely they're all brilliant. around. Yeah, that looked great as well. So, yeah, uh, progressing well in that. Graphically, I really love it. I think I'll echo the sentiments of many where if you look close, scrutinise it quite a lot, it's not nowhere near the level of detail as we saw in the E3 demo a few years ago. Uh, but as an overall, it is phenomenal. It's it's like a piece of Japanese art. Um, yeah, obviously there's, the there's, there's insane little details in there. Yeah. When it rains and the way the water comes off the roofs and sort of flows yeah. then in the wind and specifically the cloud and weather effects. And I watched that video where it was like, this isn't like the E3 trailer. And yeah, I guess for either to but be... That's, that, yeah, that you're talking. I think if you put this inside of a PS5, it's gonna uh, and the upscale is good enough. I think it will will look as good as that E3 demo. But no, it, I don't. Uh, this well, is it, not. It's the animation of the assets that's actually been ramped down versus the right. Uh, you know, unless they've got a whole new set of trees to load in, that's not yeah. going to go away. And this isn't me saying I don't like it. I apps absolutely love it much like the way you when you get a game and you buy the japanese art and stick it on your wall like with red dead (laughs) you had throws everywhere and pair of pistols up on the wall that's all been burnt now and you've (laughs) replaced with a uh with a bokken and um yeah and one one of those serenity sand gardens yeah zen garden where you've uh (laughs) done it do my haiku yes that's and a I've, cool feature, isn't it? Yeah, I think the haikus are great. Uh, like, yeah, that's, some of it can be a bit generic, but it's nice to take time out of a what can be quite yeah. a gory nod to Samurai to reflect on the 
the beautiful graphics and locations you presented with. Uh, well, that's what I'd say. Uh, it's it's a very peaceful game, scattered with moments of of violence. Uh, so it's it's quite a chilled experience. A lot of times, free roaming. How your sword strike hits the body as well. The spray erupts in different ways. Like if you strike up, the blood flicks upwards. If you strike yeah. down, it spatters down. The different ways he cleans off his sword. Uh, I just yeah, that's a nice touch. Yeah. Did you know you can get the sword in and out by swiping right on the touchpad? Yes, it took me a little while to figure out actually how to do that. Um, and then left on the touchpad is the Japanese flute, which I've got a few songs for now. Yeah, and I didn't um, I didn't realise that... Well, I knew you could bow, but I didn't realise there were these sorts of mini shrines you could bow at to get little Easter eggs. Um. There's like a sign on a on a yeah, stick. I, yes, I did. Where uh, I did that one, and there was a load of like butterflies or um, what are they called night flies. Oh um, yeah, uh, fireflies. Fireflies, night flies. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, they started swarming around me after I did it. So um, yeah, it was quite a cool little thing. Yeah, um, I think you need to bow at all of them to get a trophy. Have you seen the first party PlayStation game Easter egg? Uh, I've seen a Do you know the one. Pi- yeah, I've seen a picture of, of it. the origami. Yeah, yeah but I've cool. not. I didn't click on it because I wanted to try and find it organically myself. I thought oh, that's. I know weird. it's a shame sometimes when they plaster stuff like that on a website, and it's like, oh, thanks, glad I've seen S- that. Slow news day. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we we have those, don't we? Um, anyway, Everyone has I've a slow been, news day, friend. <laughs> that's all I've been playing. Um, I had a couple of Call of Duty drops on Warzone. But yeah, uh, so you have been playing Ghost of Tsushima as well? Yeah, just to echo what you've said, really. I, I am, There's some times where I feel like... Mm, sometimes I'd rather just be cruising around, you know, and I wish, as always with me, I wish there was a few more life sim elements to it. There are some, but I wish there were more. Yeah. I think, um, it's like, if you go down to a fishing village, it's like, it's a shame you just can't pick up a rod and just stand there, do a bit of fishing or, uh, to be fair, like a lot of the time I didn't do that much of those things in Red Dead, but it's nice to know they are there. Um, yes. I think just a few more of those would have been, like you say, I, I also nice, but... I know we've spoken off air about this uh, before the game's release, but I would really have liked to have seen if you kill an animal, pressing R two next to it or the bamboo. Like maybe I'll be bored of actually watching him bend down and pick it up by now. But at the same time, well, that, yeah, you know, why make it a mechanic where you have to collect items if? you think that people might find it boring to collect items. I don't know. I think I think they could have maybe done it more in like a a trade situation, like you meet a merchant on the road or you go to a little Japanese um, village or whatever and you trade items and do it mm. that way. I think harvesting materials, if you're going to do it, it's a difficult one because Red Dead, when you first play it, you're like, wow, that's great. You just skinned a... A, a bear and sold the skin, wrapped it up, put it on the horse. I mean, that detail is incredible. And I know a lot of people will do that time and time again, but there's a lot of people who play it. And I think this is what put people off with Red Dead. It's a very slow game. So you do those things over and over again, like you loot the bodies, like it's all very steady. 
Uh, and I think if you're like a life sim fan, such as yourself, I think that that is fine. But they, the sucker punch kind of said they just wanted to make it quite quick. Mm. Um, which, it just uh, weighing up to keep it, keep that mechanic in, or to ditch that mechanic. Obviously, that does limit the way you upgrade your armor or other bits and bobs within the game. You have to yeah, get those materials from somewhere, but collecting them in the wild. I think. Um, I mean, I'm not saying I don't want them, but I would rather have seen him sort of hack the bottom of it off and put it in a bag or something, yeah. and put it on the horse or whatever it is. You know, I, again, I, I don't make games. I just play games and talk about games on the internet. So my opinion's probably not worth anything to suck a punch, but more detail, more detail, more detail. <laughs> yeah. But Other no, than... overall, there's some fantastic detail in there anyway, but... Um, we're, we're always going to try and find little faults because no game's perfect. But uh, I played think a little bit a, more before. I amazing forget. job! I've played a little bit more with uh, the Jedi Fallen Order. Oh yeah, finished, finished Kashyyyk, the first yeah. part did anyway. You, and thought, did mm, you get the glitchy wookies? They don't look very good, do they? No, for a game that actually looks really good in places, uh, they're pretty poor. Yeah. Um, look like the hair's made out of um, stained tomato spaghetti. Did you do the big attack bit? Yeah. I thought that was quite cool. What, where you Felt climb like... up it? And you drive it? Yeah, I thought that was quite cool. It. Uh, I didn't like the way well, Saw you... Guerrero pops in in the top left like the toasty guy from Mortal Kombat. I thought that was a bit <laughs> strange. Like, toasty! Like, no, what are you doing yeah. there, Saw? I was... Yeah. But hey, again, overall, the overall vibe I'm getting from the game is is very good. It's very fun. It's very I'm glad fa- you like fast it. flowing at times. The combat yeah. initially seems a bit like ooh, but once you get into it, and as I said to you on text the other night, it's exactly the same controls as Chishima. Exactly the same yeah. controls. So that's- I think even uh, the the battles I enjoyed most in Fallen Order um, were ones where you're one-on-one with another um, enemy. Mm. I think they, they play the best. Um, it just feels like a proper epic encounter, whereas uh, when you're just dispatching random bads, they're just dropping like flies, aren't they? Yeah. I, other than that, just the obviously on the YouTube channel, on Official Controller Podcast, I try and do a daily stream. And I've been doing a car mechanic simulator, which just seems to uh-huh. impress me more and more. I don't know as many people are that interested in watching it, but hey, <laughs> do you know what? Uh, to keep it universal for all, you sometimes have to pick some of these left field games. It impresses me every single time I play it, to be honest with you, the level of detail. So I won't bore anyone with that. And then some more farming simulator in my private time, which I'm thoroughly enjoying. The depth that that game's got, especially in a little multiplayer section, is incredible. So there you go. Nice. We'll uh, we'll move on. Well, we've limped like a a samurai that's been in an awesome one v eighty battle into the news, Tom. Uh, we've scoured the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up, I'm going to lead with this one. Yakuza yeah, is live, baby. It seems like Yakuza Like a Dragon has received an official release date and Sony hasn't even decided to cook up a fuss about it. Available for pre-order on the PlayStation Store right now, the current-gen version is going to uh, come into PlayStation 4 on the 13th of November 2020. Don't forget, 
There will also be a PlayStation 5 version further down the line with an upgrade path available should you purchase the game on PS4. Well, I'll buy it on both, knowing me. Uh, we don't know if it'll be free yet, though. However, the PlayStation Store lists three different versions of Yakuza Like a Dragon, each bundling in more DLC in exchange for extra cash. At its height, the Legendary Hero Edition includes a job set, crafting mat set, a management mode set, karaoke set, ultimate costume set, and stat boost set DLC. That version will set you back $74.99, or if you're one of our American cousins, $89.99. So there we have it, the 8th mainline Yakuza entry featuring a brand new Protagoras officially dated for this November. Will you be bringing on these new turn-based battles? Let us know. Tom, bonus news though. Um, Big Phil's put his hand in his wallet over at Xbox, and he's paid for exclusivity locked to the new Series X of the upgraded next-gen version, which is why the PS5 will just be backwards compatible with the original PS4 Yakuza Like a Dragon, whereas it won't be getting enhanced visuals supplied by the next-gen console. So, um, interesting news. I hope the Xbox... I don't know how big a fan community Yakuza's got, but it's certainly to reward Big Phil and Sega. I, I really want the... Xbox boys to gather around that because I don't want it to be a wasted opportunity if that makes sense. If they're bringing you something as premium as that in my eyes, and probably not everyone will agree, <laughs> but yeah, if, I mean, that's a big, that's a big win to play that with enhanced visuals. I mean, I don't know what enhanced visuals means, but it looks pretty good already. Like what they would do to enhance it. I don't know, but I'm sure we'll find out further down the line, but at least that's been PlayStation specific since the PS2 era. Now I know Games Pass got Yakuza Zero from memory, which is an absolutely cracking instalment in the franchise. But to lock in the upgraded version of Yakuza Like a Dragon, I think is awesome. I'm not so keen on the DLC with the job set, crafting mat set, management mode set, karaoke set, ultimate costume set, and stat boost. I'm not going to be getting the digital version anyway. I'll be getting the physical version. When I saw it had gone live on PS Store, I went to Amazon, but it, it really just felt like a load of chances listing the game, and it wasn't a genuine Amazon listing. I couldn't really find anything that looked legit, so I'll check that again later and obviously update you and the fans next week. But, yeah, a bit disappointed there. Um, I want the physical version. I'd- yeah. You know, for seventy four ninety nine physical, I'd probably quite like a steel book. But yeah, hey, definitely. You know, we get what we get, don't we? We do. What's uh, your thoughts on that? Any of that that I've just told you, including the bonus news? I I think that I agree with you. I, I hope it's well received on Xbox. It only just makes it um, even more beneficial for for the company who make the game to just get it out there in more hands, more people, more people play it, the more successful it becomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully the more money they acquire for the, the next one in the series. Um, so yeah, I think that'd be good for, for Xbox owners to get their hands on it. Uh, I, I should probably dabble in it really. Um, I'd probably like it uh, from what well, you've I told think me about Yakuza, them, the series over the time. One of the Yakuza games recently had gone on... Um, was your PlayStation game of the month. So I'm sure you must have added that to your library or 
Probably if it's not oh, Call of Duty, you're not that. interested. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah, mainstream. Wine, I know. Phil brings me a white wine spritzer and the latest DLC for EA games. That's the sort of man I am. You are the heel of the show. Seeing as you're the heel of the show, why don't you read out the next line? What a wonderful link. You are smooth. Mm. Grab your trainers, but don't rush. A few months ago, Paramount Pictures announced it was developing a sequel to the live-action family comedy Sonic the Hedgehog. Once again, Jeff Fowler will be directing and Pat Casey and Josh Miller will be writing the script. Although the movie is still believed to be in the early development phases, according to Variety, Paramount has now gone ahead, locked in an official release date. Despite the coronavirus pandemic currently sweeping the globe, the film studio is confident it can get Sonic's movie sequel out the door by 8th of April 2022. As previously mentioned, a sequel is no surprise after the film's ending. It also managed to bank close to $210 million, just 10 days. That's pacing Detective Pikachu in box office earnings. That's pretty impressive, isn't it, for old yeah, Blue Blur? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Blue Blur oh, came yeah. in. and uh, Have you seen Sonic the Hedgehog movie? No, I would like to, though. I it's, think um, from an adult's point of view, it's okay. Okay, I might. I wouldn't, think- I wouldn't snap your spine to get your Barry Norman type eyes all over that anytime soon because <laughs> I think you'll feel a little bit sort of, especially Short seeing change. as you've been watching when you can't play Toshima, you've been watching Samurai <laughs> movies in your spare time. Uh, predictable, if nothing yeah. else, Thomas? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think the sequel might go a bit fan service as well, obviously with certain other Sonic characters. Uh, well, without ruining it, there's. Uh, I've seen. I've oh, seen. you've seen, have you? I just, okay. Yeah, that's the sort of thing I do. Look at what's, uh, what's producer Phil doing to uh, Linpo, your Taiwanese cleaner? Linpo's, she's gone. She's gone. You've sacked her, or you've had to dispose yeah. of her body. Which one was it? Back to Hong Kong. Oh, okay. All right. That's what you're sticking to, is it? Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, when Paulina do you need one arise? She sounds like she's practicing she, some sort of painful yoga. She's uh, reciting a haiku from uh, that I've shown her on Ghost of Tsushima. Fantastic. Okay. Well, it's for an advert for um, bamboo canes. For, oh, you've uh, gone full into small, it, have you? So, small, just so the fans understand, company. when lockdown happened, you got sort of trapped in your New York apartment and haven't made it back over here to England to record a, an episode in person for a while you don't yeah. feel like you're safe to leave but you made phil come over there so you could sound absolutely. good for an episode absolutely i wanted to test it out really and see whether he would be safe on the flight and then anything does that mean that you might be coming home next episode possibly possibly if anything happens to him i see that as a win-win for me because i assume full control again of the show Right. If okay, he survives, well. then I guess I'll have to come back. But yeah. I'll miss my time here. It's been uh, interesting. Interesting time. It certainly has. Okay. Well, did we miss anything? Do you have an opinion or take on the news we missed? If so, Tom, how would the collected masses 
how would they get in touch with us and let us know that we missed a massive bit of we missed an Xbox game showcase and why aren't we talking about we got it in the feature listeners so just chill out chill out but if we missed the stealth drop of a brand new Sega console or the fact that the Sega Dreamcast can cure blindness Tom how would the collected masses get in contact with us and let us know we've missed this latest news drop and let us know that we're an above average podcast at best well they can always let us know that you can uh, email us on questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com you can get in touch on Instagram or Twitter direct message on there or comment on the uh, latest post of the week which is usually uh, we post one midweek to discuss or get your views and opinions on the what we're going to do as the feature and then we'll post another one uh, to let you know the show is now out uh, and we hope you enjoy it. So, yeah, uh, it's always great to hear feedback of any description. If it's good, bad, we don't care. We just we just like to hear from you. Um, so please, please get in touch. Um, you can also join the Discord community if you wish, which let is me say, available. If you're listening now and you've got to this point and you consider yourself a gamer, go defend your console of choice in the Discord. Saddle up. Strap on your weapon of choice and go wade into the Discord. The, do- the drop-down links in both of our social medias, Twitter and Instagram, we don't do Facebook. It's a scourge of the devil. I know a Facebook on Instagram, <laughs> but just hear me out here. <laughs> Click on there. There's Linktree. Boom. It'll take you to the U- it will take you to iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. It'll also take you to our Discord. Go wade in. I think we need some... Uh, I want to see some... No. <laughs> so I want to see some divisive comments in there. Come on. Fire it up. Uh, yeah, well, just careful because Phil's a pretty powerful man in the in the uh, US of A, but he's not quite as powerful as Mark Zuckerberg, so we have to be cautious. Even I'm afraid of him. He's Zucker- like an Zuckerberg's alien, not he? real. No, he's not a real human being, <laughs> as far as Lizard I'm concerned. Man. Yeah, those clips of him. Have you seen the bad lip reading, Mark Zuckerberg? Uh, I haven't. Oh, he's given he's... a lot of money to charity, though, bless him, so we shouldn't slate him too much, should we? That's how he covers uh, up for all these misgivings. It? Yes, it is, yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, there's a, there's a rabbit hole for YouTubers to dive down. Uh, we better move on. We will. We've got to the feature, Tom. It's an exciting week for the Xbox community. It was the Xbox Showcase 2020, or Game Showcase 2020. This is our feature around it. As Tom mentioned, we put a post up, so we gathered your views before and we also gathered your views after it's round two in the next gen reveals and they took place this thursday microsoft went all in and showed us so many lovely things let's break out our some green bean bags talk about what we saw <laughs> talk about what we saw and our impressions while also taking a read through yours tom has phil brought you your green branded bean bag for you to sit upon of course he has. He's uh, he's big friends with me. And just before he put out the show yesterday, like our good friend uh, Jeff Keighley got his hands on the PS5 controller, mm-hmm. um, I got my hands on a Xbox uh, Series X controller. How did that feel? And it's very nice. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, well-weighted. Right. Triggers primed. Okay. Going to talk a Overall, bit more about nice. that, or are you under some sort of ND? Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't 
discussed too much yet, but uh, in the coming months, I'm sure all will be revealed. Okay, all right. So we well, better we better move on. Yesterday kicked off, Tom. Uh, seen as we're recording this on a Friday, it kicked off with really what I would say a lot of people tuned in for. Obviously, you and I. Uh, I had a, an original Xbox within the launch window, I think a couple of months after it came out, and my, and me and you had 360s at launch. Obviously, we tend to launch do, and we got our little uh, Xbox 360 beanies and key rings and uh, a host of other tat to go with I our did, launch edition consoles. I did own my, uh, I did own an original Xbox as well. Um, you did? I did you get, just, when did you get that? Yeah. I t- I'm trying to think. I think I saw my mate got it on launch and I went round and we played Halo and I was, I was just so impressed that my heart was set on GameCube. Um, mm. But then uh, I, I think I saw yours and we played through some games and also uh, had another friend in the, the village I grew up in and uh, he was sort of trying to convert me to, to get him one. And I can't remember. It might have been like something bizarre like seeing WWF Raw on it and just looking at wowed at the, the realism of the graphics and I think Shame I got it, it nothing with, else um, to go with it yeah oh, that game <laughs> anyway carry yeah. on uh so yeah I think I picked it up with um probably Halo 1 and uh Gotham Racing and a few other titles uh, WWF Raw. Do you remember a night uh, where me, you, and the and my brother-in-law? So I don't know what that would make him to you, but uh, we oh, played, we played it down in Ancaster. No, we played PGR two at mine. I think it was, and we were taking him through, and he was sort of we were letting him feel the nuances of the vehicle as he hit the track. And wow, that was original Xbox. It was yeah. original Xbox, and we passed the controller between each other, and he was sort of blown away by it. I think from memory. Yeah. Yeah, a, a, a great console and an extremely powerful one for the time as well. Yeah, I had uh, uh, but, I had my Xbox as my main gaming console in the original Xbox, and I had a PS2 with a screen I took away with me. But um, yeah. yeah, to play those multi-plats and exclusives, which kind of just I got, like Lando playing yeah, both sides. Yeah, exactly. I got pulled over really off the back of. Um, I think fans have listened to enough to know I was in the in the Navy and that's why I had a, a PlayStation with a screen to take away with me and to watch movies on. And then at home I had the Xbox and I remember going into town and being like, oh, wow, you know, this Xbox is either out or I've just come back and I had a week's leave. I'd flown back from another country. I had a, a week's leave. Cash went, on the hip. Cash on the hip. Went, and then it was, the timing Shades was eloquent. On. I went and got myself an Xbox and a copy of Halo and Project Gotham. And I was determined to finish Halo that week, and I sure did, and played the wheels off Gotham and absolutely loved it. Now, it's that Halo experience, really, um, that a lot of people are massive fans of. And they turned up, really, an Xbox... I would say didn't disappoint because they gave you Halo straight out the gates. There was no waiting or here's what you could have worn, look at all these other games, and then pop in with the Halo, although they did that with Fable, but we'll get there. We, we went straight in, kind of picked up the story for all intents and purposes from when we last saw Halo Infinite with them uh, picking up Master Chief. We next see that 
kind of fun duo, really. Uh, crash landing on a Halo ring, Tom. So return to the Halo yeah. ring, Halo Infinite. What was your initial thoughts when you saw the? I'm not. I don't want to talk about the sort of the cutscene models because they looked, you know, very nice. But when when we landed then on the Halo ring itself, I think it was uh, it was very nostalgic. I think they were they were really sort of um, playing on that. I love the idea that. Uh, the, the scale of it that some of this is going to be sort of open world very free roamy i think that that might work well for halo and i think it needs a bit of a freshen up hmm. um i've played all of them uh one two three four and five uh odst and reach i've always enjoyed was, them was five like you know go from point a to point b because i always thought five looked absolutely fantastic i, I think in a way it looks it's better very than good in- does five look people- better than infinite it's a very impressive game i think the new the new trailer they showed let's get this out of the way straight away that's really brave to kick off with actual gameplay yes um, definitely they have to we've be got to say like Sony didn't really want to show too much of... If you're telling us, like, Spider-Man's coming out in winter, similar time to Halo, we need to see more of it. Uh, and, yeah, I think um, that that's good for Xbox fans. They know it looks solid. Um, I was a bit disappointed with it looks flat in places. Some mm. of the... It, like I say, it looks solid and clean and crisp and all this, but it just lacks some polish. Um, maybe this is an earlier demo build of that rumor, um, but you'd think they'd want to show their best offering. But still, good good for them to get some gameplay out. And um, like I say, that's brave in this day and age. A lot of people tend to put out demos that don't tend to have a lot of actual real gameplay and all the you end up with a very watered down experience. I think that is legitimate. It's fresh off the console, it felt um, it felt fast paced. Um, there was a yeah. Was it too the, quick, the, or is it just this is where it's evolved to? I think that's probably where it's evolved to. Um, the gunplay's always been pretty decent. It's one of the core sort of or the best things about Halo. Um, going back to five quickly. It was very much like a designed to be more a co-op thing with uh, Locke. Uh, he's, a, he's another Spartan sent with a team to track down Master Chief. I'm not going to go into the story because one day we'll cover it with a, a Halo retrospective. But um, <clears throat> you kind of have a team of four and a team of four. So you, if you, it is very much designed to be played with friends, I think. And uh, to me... That's what Halo multiplayer is for. I, the, the, the single player campaign should be that. Um, oh, and from ru- yeah, rumor is rumor saying that it's only going to launch with a single player campaign, and the multiplayer will come later. Which is a strange choice, but maybe it's probably the better one just to get people playing over Christmas, play that nice big single player experience on the new machine, and then hit them with a, a very what is going to be surely pretty high level multiplayer It's one of the biggest multiplayers there is. Um, extremely nostalgic for a lot of people. I was chatting with some friends on uh, one who's on PC, the other on PlayStation, both have uh, grown up playing Halo. Um, and yeah, 
I think uh, started strong. So um, okay, well, next on our list, Tom, a game that I think you might have played actually, but uh, it's never dragged me in. State of Decay, but this is the third one th- announced for Series yeah. X. Now, I think you might like this series because I got involved on State of Decay 2. It was the last game I played on Xbox One before I made the the jump to PS4. And I really enjoyed it. It was very glitchy, very buggy, but it was like, I think, one of those early development titles. uh, And it was, I don't remember it costing a great deal. uh, But the actual idea of it uh, on the the zombie genre of game is, is that you you're actually building, trying to build a community and a base and like, it's very life sim. Like you've got to go out and scavenge for fuel to run the generator. Multiplayer? Um, yes, but not designed to be, it, to me, that was more a single player game. I think you could join each other's like world, if you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. like your friend could come in and, probably destroy everything if they're that sort of friend (laughs) (laughs) we've all got them look at this look what i can do um so yeah they they can come in and do that but to me i I played it mainly in single player uh it's all about resource management or that's the, the gist i got from it uh you could upgrade certain things so you could go to like hydroponics eventually with growing things and uh, having that sustainability, that pretty for, cool, actually. Yeah, mate, I, I, I really think you would, you would like it as a. It would well, be a we'll good one to stream. To, um, um, a bit later on, but, we're going to get to the way that some people are going to be able to access this whole new wave of the Xbox era yeah. that's being ushered in. Um, um, next, Tom, a game that yeah, I supported day one when it was on the original yep. Xbox and followed it through to 360. Forza Motorsport. On the Series X, we got to see some tantalising glimpses of that. It's going to be, it's guaranteed to be 60 FPS and with ray tracing. One thing I would say about that is, I've, I like cars, you know me, and I like motor racing games, and the original Forza was certainly a good step in the right direction. Very simmy, but that's what they're going for. And I thought, oh, when this, when this showed been walking around that garage and we got to see the ray tracing effects and other bits and bobs on the car's bonnets and 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 then we cut to some outdoor action which looked for all intents and purposes incredible but every single shot we had was sort of for cinematic value i i'd imagine every shot was kind of obscured and through trees and at distance and i wanted to see up close i wanted more and more and more of that and they give us a waft under our nose and then ripped it back away from us, didn't they? So, yeah, they did, yeah. I'm excited for that. It's always, it's always going to be graphically impressive, isn't it? Even looking back on uh, their other titles, uh, I believe Forza, the latest Forza Horizon is going to be um, optimized for Series X as well. Yeah, Forza um, so Horizon got, Four. Yeah. Uh, yes, sorry. Yeah, number four. Uh, so yeah, lots for motorsport fans to love and. Uh, get excited for on the new console. Okay, well... This uh, is the big one for me. Uh, okay. I think this is probably one of my highlights. Well, Rare and, gave us a closer look at Everwild, Tom. A, a rather interesting yeah. trailer with that almost witch-like lady being able to sense the very essence of the Earth itself. And through that, sort of explore a, a wildlands, basically. Yeah. What did you... 
what did you take from that? Obviously, we got a little bit of a, I mean, you know, a deep dive from Rare, the lady, the producer at Rare, after the, yeah. after the trailer, didn't we? It was one of those classic trailers where, like, I loved the look of it, but then I spend a lot of time thinking in my head, like, what is this about? I want to know more about it. And it's, um, yeah, I'm excited to learn more from, I just hope it's a return to form for Rare. I mean, see a Thieves is, is liked by a lot of people and I think there's a lot to like on it but for me I wasn't a fan that much I, I just want to see them get back to those glory days and they, they've got some really talented people there um, and the art style for it is fantastic I just hope if it's open world it can do some new things I think uh, the, those next generation of open world games are going to have to do some not just new graphics new gameplay ideas uh, as much as I love Ghost of Tsushima it does use some of those old fashioned open world uh, design elements uh, that we saw in Days Gone as well so yeah hoping they can push the boundaries not just graphically but also um, with the gameplay and gameplay ideas now, the next title I've written down or we've got in the script, Tell Me Why, Chapter 1, August 21, 27th, for Xbox One and PC. So these, this is a game you're going to be able to get your greasy mitts on in less than a month, really. So that's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it looks like a nice episode. Um, is it like a, one of those sort of choice games? Uh, I believe it to be. Yeah, that's yeah. my takeaway. One thing I'll say about it is they've gone. Some of the visuals look really sharp, and the textures were great. But it seems like they've gone for a more stylized vibe with the yeah. actual character models, which mm-hmm. piqued my interest. I do like something that's a bit a bit different. I do believe it's yeah. the Life is Strange devs. So obviously, looks like it'll be sticking very much to the Life is Strange format. Yeah. Which is the you know, the aforementioned choice based gameplay you talk of. Excited for that one? I think uh if if you're into their previous games then I never really have great. been, so it kind of like I nodded at it for what it needed to be, but it kind of very often slipped off my radar once I worked out what it was. These are the sort of things that I always think I could probably play that through with Paulina sat next to me and just see like if she's get her interested in gaming that way but you're cleaner <laughs> do you know yeah, what she's, she's not going to last probably till the end of next week the way you go through these uh, young maids that you have mm. you break one and then you scream on the phone to Thailand for a new one yes needs to well needs to stop I don't know if Phil's going to condone, condone any of that action while he's with you there in New York well Treat them mean, keep them keen. Okay. Uh, Well, next, we obviously saw the, a little bit of an insight, really, a side-by-side of Ori Will of the Wisps at 4K, 120 frames per second on Series X, obviously getting its uh, visual upgrade with uh, audio upgrade as well, which piqued my interest. I was quite intrigued to see how they were lending extra strength to the audio there. And (sighs) the same token... The extra fluidity that 4K and 120 Man, FPS showing yeah. quite how beautiful Laurie and the Will of the Wisps can and, and will be. 
I mean, it already is a, a, a very, very nice looking title, but to have it running that smooth is going to be something to behold. Mm, um, the extra frames of I, animation they were able to show in the slow mo, pretty impressive. I loved the first one. I, I played and finished it. It was quite a tough game. Uh, it's not uh, not an easy one, that. Uh, one question definitely. I've got there, though, is that is amazing, and obviously all the fidelity that we saw, but surely all the loyal uh, Xbox gamers who have already accessed this game through um, Games Pass, they've already finished it and got all the trophies out yeah, of it, all the achievements we, we fi- out of it. We find this with that cross-gen sort of era, don't we, where it's the first one to two years of a new console. There's going to be a lot of this. Uh, on PlayStation as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I get your point. It makes sense. Like mm, A lot of us have already played this. It I would have been nice like if they could have the... coupled this 4K 120 FPS with a little bit of something extra to get your teeth into. Yeah, I mean, maybe they'll, they'll bundle in a bit of DLC with it. We, we don't know. That would uh, be really yet, but, uh, that would be really that, that would cool be... of them. Yeah. Uh, speaking of DLC, uh, what we got next? The Outer Worlds Peril on Gorgon. Obviously, um, Xbox snapped up Obsidian under their uh, they did Xbox Studio Microsoft Studios banner, and they came wading in with this Outer Worlds DLC, Peril on Gorgon, released in September eighth. Again, stuff that's in this showcase. It wasn't all Series X, Series X, Series X. It was a smattering of things for the loyal Xbox community to get their teeth into. Exciting. Trailer was uh, very Obsidian, wasn't it? Outer Worlds yeah. looks very. I haven't picked it up on on any of the consoles, to be honest with you. And you know, I'm quite into Obsidian stuff normally, but the the humour was on point, obviously for for, for their yeah. style and their angle. The game, I've, I've thought this for a while. The game looks like they've took the Fallout engine without Bethesda's permission. And they've kind of just butchered it into the outer worlds, but made it look and play good. You know, it seems very yeah. much like they've gone, is is Tom Hines looking? No. Get that engine under the table now. We'll call it our own. Yeah. That's uh, um, Perils of Gorgon, though. <laughs> if the I think the PlayStation fans are listening. They're going to get access to that DLC as well. So yes, they are, yeah. Nice that the studios share, uh, share, 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 share at this point, in a way. Yeah, we, there are some, obviously, timed exclusives in the list of games we're talking about today that will actually be making their way to all consoles and PC at some point in time. One of the games that Obsidian did show, though, which is oh, coming, so good. Grounded. Oh, sorry, yeah. I thought you were going to say uh, the next one, but no, yeah, no, Grounded. No, grounded. Um, Disney called. They want their Honey, I Shrunk the Kids back. But hopefully before Disney realises, people are going to be able to get their hands on Grounded and play it. I really like the what's now Microsoft-owned nod to Battle, um, yeah, Battletoads as well because they were playing on a toy of it, weren't they, if you, uh, if you noticed yes. that? Yes, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's actually a real toy Easter that was actually put out. So a very cool Easter egg oh, that right. encompasses yeah. a fair bit of rare history there. So... Mm-hmm. Think about that. That's going to be an online survival multiplayer game, which I was I was like, oh, this looks great. There's online multiplayer survival game. Yeah, I think sometimes me and you get invested in a game, don't we? And then as soon as we hear the 
the fatal words like online. And I play more online games than you do, but sometimes you think that would work so much better with this. just even a friend in couch co-op maybe. Yeah. Or a couple of friends. I uh, think may, couch I mean, may, co-op that. on that grounded with you and a couple of kids or uh, or whatever, you know, that would be that would be really yeah, serious I mean, that, family fun, like wouldn't a, it? Yeah, like a family adventure film, but you can play it. I mean, oh, it's, it's great. Oh, yeah. Great potential great. there. Yeah. And maybe this is an option we don't know yet. So um, if anyone wants to correct us on that, please do so. Um, maybe we'll, we'll hear more from, well, I'm sure we will hear more from when people start playing it on the, is it on early access? Um, I think a lot of these games are going to be available on that early access plan again, which we must. Yeah. I think we'll get to that. Obviously, I think we've in our list of talking points within the script, I think we'll get to that. And obviously, the all-encompassing Games Pass, last week we touched on that in the news, and I said, well, I don't even need a Series X to play all these games. All I need is a phone and a TV yeah. and a controller. Yeah. And Xbox Games Pass Ultimate, or the big sharing thing they've got going on, even supports DualShock 4, so almost... They want you hooked in, really, I believe, for that monthly subscription price coming out of your bank and then get you hooked into the game so you kind of forget, a bit like Netflix, and end up, you turn around at the end of the year and think, where did all this money go? Oh, yeah, all my subscriptions, damn you. (laughs) But hey, you know, give me the games and I'll probably be smiling like a kid at Christmas. It's a strange one because if, let's say I own an Xbox One, but I have the Games Pass, but I'm streaming it to my iPad or phone, am I going to get, like, say my phone's like the latest phone or iPad, am I going to be able to play it in a... Because uh, it's streaming, because it's on the Games Pass. Is it going to stream the quality of, quality of an Xbox One Series X rather than Xbox One? You see yeah, where I'm going yeah I think it definitely... I'd imagine that they're, they've probably got PCs really in the background crunching all this rather than racks and racks of Series X or Ones or oh, yeah, yeah, One X's. Sure, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, are they just going to go out and buy a load of awesome, sort of net linked, powerful, racked up server PCs? Probably. Yeah. Kinda, the, Siri, the Series X is a bold step. In the world of home consoles, certainly with its 12 teraflops and its SSD and all that other good stuff, but one wonders if they could be brave enough to just abandon consoles altogether. Like, nah, I'm not doing it anymore. You've got the app. I think they, they know that the generation's coming, isn't it? Had a kick in the kick in the pants, hasn't it? For yeah. not everyone being able to, and then the ownership of games sort of comes down to it as well as as as, as sort of audio files like to have their records so they can look at them and touch them and smell them and movie fans yeah. like to have although movie fans are starting to migrate towards the streaming services a bit more i mean it's very much a convenience thing but i myself yeah. i still like to have that movie that i own in a plastic case with a piece of professionally printed artwork on a shelf i don't know as it makes yeah, yeah. i don't know as it makes any sense but i like to have some ownership over it uh, and I want to be able to display my love for a series by having hold of something physical that resonates with me about that series. I know I'm a, I'm, I know I'm a dinosaur, but that's kind of what I want. That's what I like. So although I'm the Stadia champion, because we drew lots about who was going to be the champion for the Stadia, and I, I won, 
and therefore I've give it the serious rousing rabble. You know, I've give it the pre-battle shout, the three hundred style charge that Stadia needs. Stadia's already got all this, and the only person really out there that can challenge probably Microsoft for server power and tech ability is Stadia. But did Stadia come a little bit too early? Microsoft seemed to be getting away with game streaming. They get given, they've been given almost a free pass. Everyone's like, yeah, that's cool. That's amazing. Give me some of that. Whereas if you'd have mentioned Stadia less than six months ago, people would be saying, no, I don't want Stadia. That's pants. What do Google know about games? Well, they've given you all the multi-plats that you really, really love. And you can access that on your phone, your TV. You don't even need anything all singing or dancing. You just need a fire stick and you're good to go, friend. Yeah. Right, for sure. So why would um, Xbox get a free pass but Google get stomped into the ground? Maybe the fans could message us in and let us know what the difference is. I think sometimes people, just people don't want another person in the party, do they? It's like... How strange, surely that's, yeah. surely that's good for gamers to be given a choice. You know, if you've got your, if Google have got the big books, we know they've got some serious money and they locked mm. off the game and maybe developed I don't a game think... series. Is, is that not, what, what's wrong with that? Like Microsoft got entry into the fight, didn't they? Almost at yeah. demise at times, which. I just don't think that the Google. Stadia didn't, just didn't have the necessary tools to do it. It didn't have any exclusives, which we know sells consoles. Look at Halo and the original Xbox. Would it have been a success without that? I, I think, just don't think it would have been, no. Um, so, yeah, they just didn't have the right tools for uh, or the right weapons for the fight in my eyes. But we better move on. Yeah, um, Obsidian. Talking points for another day unveiled a new fantasy RPG. We didn't really get to see much of this. There was kind of hints within a, what I believe to be a, I, a trailer more than a gameplay of a yeah. the game that they said they wanted to make when uh, Microsoft bought, they'd always wanted to make when Microsoft mm. bought them. There seemed to be almost connect style hand waving on the left and sword gesturing on the right. One imagines it will be a standard first person possibly yeah, it looked... game, but that sort of that I don't know whether it was just me, but that sort of hand waft on the left hand side, almost uh, Doctor Strange. Don't worry, made me think. Don't worry, oh, is that connect? Connect can't hurt you anymore. Don't worry, it's gone. It burnt me. That that was one of the main factors for me. I I thing is when Connect came out, I watched all the trailers, I listened to all the hyperbole, I thought all the hyperbole. And I thought, oh, wow, you know, this is game-changing. It can watch my hands in the air. It can see. I cha- I bought it that Christmas. I ponied up. I got every launch game. I got everything for the Connect. I even changed my lounge around. I've never been so underwhelmed by a piece of tech in all my days. <laughs> yeah, I think with technology like that, you've got to have the games to go with it. Um, and not many you've got to do. have a device like, that actually works. Yeah, but I believe the, the Connect on Xbox One was a, a fair improvement. I don't that, know. That I've was not, what used it. That was the item they promised with the original Connect. 
And now when I mm. see one in a charity shop in a bin of wires for like a pound, <laughs> I, I just laugh at it. You know, one day knowing <laughs> me, I'll, I'll pick one up and all the games and I'll go back to it. And yeah, I'd like to do that objectively. You know, grab a grab one of the late Gen 360s just to make sure it's being given the best chance it can be given rather than a launch edition 360. You'll be calling me, telling them it's, telling them it's the greatest thing ever made. I can't Guaranteed. see it somehow. I can't see it somehow, but you never know. Right. What did you think of a and, mouse and, as a uh, snake? Enough on Connect. Uh, I think it looked uh, similar, like with the dual wielding of magic and uh, weapons, like sort of Skyrim esque. Um, I thought it was Fable to start with when that trailer started, but I was um, surprised to see a new IP, which is always good. Mm. So, mm. yeah, uh, that, I would say that's uh, quite a long way off, um, but definitely one to keep an eye on. And now this next game piqued my interest, if nothing for the... I don't know whether that was just a, a way of doing the trailer or whether this was the, a new and interesting way to tell a story, but the um, former Quantic Dream lead developer came belting in with Dusk Falls for Series X, which looked exquisite. I was a bit confused between the sort of still images with moving hair as to whether we were seeing this is the gameplay, which I think it kind of suggested it was, which I'm not against. I mean, I've always liked the Quantic Dream games. I even had Nomad Soul for my sins on the Dreamcast. And Fahrenheit on Xbox. It did, yeah, I had yeah. that. And PS2. And then obviously they became PS3 exclusives after that point. But uh, Dusk Falls looks... Again, this isn't Quantic Dreams, it's... It's their lead developers breaking off. But, um, yeah, what did you think about that? Um, it's one I didn't really pay much attention to, I'll be honest. Um, yeah, I've not got much to say on that one. Uh, I think it was, like, in the middle all of the presentation. It's um, a shame, because I, that... I actually think it carried quite a bit of weight, and I, I've, I was a bit frustrated that, it was kind of in that lull, as you call it. Kind of, I think a lot of people might just pass that by the, the, without giving it the respect yeah, it deserves. The, the PlayStation had that similar, like because it's there are what are they like an hour long presentation each? Yeah, and I will say this: I felt they were very, very similar uh, in the way they were put together. Really well done, and and uh, great sort of hype building for the, the new machines. Uh, a lot of good stuff there, but when you present something that long, there's always going to be a little bit of a, a, a lull in the middle. And sometimes so many titles stuff just gets put by the wayside, but I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you liked it. Um, that's good to, good to know. Um, next out the gates, a little bit of double yeah, fine they, action they, with yeah. Psychonauts two coming in Looks something, now coming in 2021, you know, now coming in 2022. Like out of the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> I got that vibe from it. The psychedelic, um, Sort of colours and sounds. For me, for uh, me, Psychonauts Two was kind of like my lull in the uh, in the showcase. You'd, you'd have thought you were tripping, tripping out, and we probably done the... thought you'd left one of your strange peyote toads around, and I'd just sort of brush yeah. it and lick my finger. That's uh, definitely <laughs> uh, what was going on there. Psychonauts, hey, you know, I remember that back in the day, the original one. Remember, it was a fun little platform game that's built up a bit of a cult following a lot of people sort of i think could have overlooked that game 
really. So Psychonauts 2, you know, nod back to that. Hopefully they've advanced on the ideas a little more yeah. and refined them down. And a game that many people didn't expect a sequel to, but now we're getting. Next, we had some information. We'll talk about Games Pass here as well. Destiny 2 hits Games Pass in September, Beyond That's, Light uh, coming in November. I've never really a been a Destiny game. boy, but... Um, I think of, of the online games you could play, you'd probably like that one a lot because it is very... You can see the the, the Halo history there, obviously, with, with Bungie. Um, it plays very, very well. Uh, it's a very slick shooter, but it's got the Halo vibe. It, it's it's its own thing. Um, the, the the raids are pretty cool, um, where you get a good group of you and you go through like what are not only shooting, like a lot of sort of shooting mechanics, but there's a lot of platforming mechanics which surprised me when I uh, trial tried one with some friends. Quite difficult. Um, I'm not great at first person shooters at the best of times, but um, yeah, I had some uh, had some fun, but also some choice words playing those. So the new uh, expansion pack got delayed recently, didn't it? But it's looking great for Destiny fans, mm-hmm. and the fact that's coming to Games Pass is uh, to me uh, a well, big let, win. Let, let's take a moment to talk about Games Pass because one of the big takeaways is all these exclusives are going to be available on Games Pass. So let, let you pay the Games Pass. What is it? One hundred and fifty-six, hundred and whatever it is pounds a month now for or a year a month would be excessive but a year yeah, for this, say, this ultimate access rendition which means you can play it on your phone you don't even need an xbox console seemingly from what i can work out you just need a bluetooth controller a way of having good internet and a, a way of getting the app and streaming it with an xbox account or a microsoft account yeah. all these games coming out the if you're going to be able to play my internet's good enough and I can yeah. play a Series X game without having a box under the TV and paying that extra £500, 300 400 500 pounds for the privilege. Don't need to buy any launch games. Don't need to get out of my chair other than to get more cheese-flavoured snacks and a host of game-related beverages. Again, we go back to this Stadia question. Is that right? Or is it? Is it? Are, are, are Xbox gamers going to... If you've got the Xbox One and you've got this Games Pass Ultimate, do you need to go and get a Series X? What's the reason for the upgrade? And with the backwards yeah. compatibility, a lot of these games are going to work on the One anyway. I think you're always going to have the, the group who want to play on the best of the best. It's like, I'd love to play my PS4 Pro on a 4K TV, but it's just not affordable at the minute and I'd go for upgrading the console over the TV again. Um, so there's always going to be that that group who really want to do play on the, the best version possible. But yeah, it seems like they're limiting their market a bit by make, being so user-friendly and accessible That's what I'm saying. To, it's not... All. They don't realise... They, they are being very generous... And they're very, being very user-friendly. But it kind of pulls the rug from under their new console in a way, doesn't it? Now, I know there's a lot of Xbox fans out there that have got the One or the One X or whatever it is, and they're like, yeah, I love my Xbox. It's great. And Microsoft always almost handed them on a platter, no reason to get they go out and get the Series X. Yeah, that's a good point. 
the fact launch that, day comes you, here we go i'll play halo infinite easy peasy i want to play the upgraded graphical version this is where we need a little bit more clarity i think because obviously halo infinite will work on the one and yeah. it's also upgraded for the series x but if you've got games pass ultimate can you play the series x version streamed yeah this is uh, does that depend on like your connection uh like your internet speed Lots of questions to be answered, and, and hopefully we'll we'll bring you those. Like, um, a, like we like in me the and you have months. said, a very generous way and a very inclusive way to make sure your whole fan base can access all the le- as long as they pay for the privilege of yeah. with this, yeah, with this yeah. subscription. But a very generous way of doing that. But are they going to be able to, from a business point of view? Let's face it, we all think, oh, we're gamers, you know, it's art, these games, you know, we don't want to pay big money for these. Well, they cost a lot of money to make. And no one's in the games industry, certainly from a console manufacturer point of view, to lose money, are they? They want to make money. Yeah, I think that, like, obviously, Microsoft as a company must have uh, unbelievable money assets. Um, so like you look at Netflix and the, the quality of what they produce now is obviously higher than what it was originally like their own stuff series and films because it's it's the it is the streaming service isn't it for movies there's, mm-hmm. there's nothing as big as that um, I think Games Pass has to get that big to be sustainable for all these first party companies they've got making games because they're going to be big budget games um, so they're not, like you say, they're not giving it away for free. You are paying for it, but you're getting such a good deal. Um, like well, you, in theory, you're getting, a, you're getting a good deal now. Yeah, you're yeah. getting a good deal now. While they're trying to hook you in. In five years' time, will it be such a good deal? But at that point in time, you might be that committed to the whole back catalogue that you've accrued. Technically, you can't really afford to get out and you certainly can't afford whatever comes after the Xbox Series X. It's a, yeah, and you've certainly I got mean, nothing. Back in the day, you or I, as younger kids, we would, and I think everyone can, can certainly resonate with this, the new console comes out, so you pick up everything gaming-related, put it in a bag and trudge down to game, game station, CEX, cash converters <laughs> or whatever, and, yeah. and, and literally hock your whole life away for what feels like 40p and a slap around the face of being so cheeky as to bring in this tat. Uh, you look around and they're putting fifty nine ninety nine stickers on your rarest game and uh, <laughs> laughing behind the counter at your foolish endeavours where you go and go around the corner and throw down whatever shrapnel they've given you plus your life savings for a tech demo version a game that's basically a tech demo and a brand new steaming pile of plastic so that you're no longer now to us we're not in that situation anymore where we feel that we need to sell everything that mumsy and dadsy have bought us and do mow every single blade of grass in the village to get enough money together to do (laughs) this new thing we're quite fortunate in the fact that we've got access to these consoles and that's that's very good and we're in a we're in a privileged position where i won't need to rent a van and trade everything i've got to get the new one but if you're a young kid and you like get an xbox for christmas or you know we'll lump all the consoles in playstation or whatever and you double down on ps now or you double down on games pass he got nothing to show for your money 
Yeah, um, it, it, this is a good point. Again, going back to the physical over digital, which we've had a, a and show that's on not before. that's not an Xbox slap. That's a I'm worried for the industry. Thing, mm. You know, yeah, I mean, because if it takes off, Sony aren't going to be far behind with. Obviously no. Well, they, they did the, that deal the, with Microsoft to lever off their um, server skills, didn't they? The Xbox yeah. and PlayStation divisions were not aware that Sony and Microsoft did a backroom handshake, which actually <laughs> was to furnish PlayStation and PlayStation Now with the ability to match whatever Xbox are planning. You know, they've just basically said, oh, here's our tech that we're planning to use for our Xbox cloud service gaming mm. thing. Take that. Well, obviously, give us big books, by the way. Take that. I mean, it's a win-win for them, Microsoft, really, because for every PlayStation that gets sold and PS Now or whatever the future of PS Now is gets taken up, they almost get a skin off of Sony's back for every PlayStation that gets sold. So it's a very uh, shrewd business-wide decision, again, elevating it up a level from us as gamers to raise the conversation bar up a little bit to a more sort of overarching, bigger-picture view again, from that money point of view, very, if you, if you're being, let's, you know, let's just break it down a little bit. Xbox original. I mean, I really loved my Xbox original, but it got slapped into a sideways hat by PlayStation. Xbox 360 came out of the guns. Great. It ended up getting slapped into a cocked hat by PlayStation three. Xbox one, as as great a console as it's been and for some of the innovations that it's brought in, it's got slapped into a cock tap by everything from a a switch to a PlayStation. So if you can open up your gambit a little bit more and and get a win off everybody else doing well, it's probably a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um yeah, very shrewd moves by them, very smart. Uh but as we will see over the coming years, maybe streaming is going to be the way it goes for consoles. Uh, well, BT we, needs to get fibre to my door because yeah. this Victorian telegraph wire that communicates to my house sometimes... <laughs> oof, hey, uploading the shows and other bits and bobs, I don't know how I stream. I really don't know how I'm capable of streaming because it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, we better get back to these games, haven't we? Because we've we've diverted there a, a lot. Um, so we're on Stalker Two. Yeah. It's an Xbox Series X console launch exclusive. Ex- One of many. I liked that though, didn't you? Exclusive. Or yeah. <laughs> the world premiere. World premiere console launch exclusive. Oh crikey! Okay, I get the picture. I love the world premiere because it makes me reminds me of E3 and watching E3 over the years. Um, I hate, I've hated this year for for like our video game culture and films and stuff. It's all just been messed up, hasn't it? And I know there's way bigger problems in the world, but it's just a bit hokey cokey in it. They're all trying to do the best, and I think they've done a good job, really. But I've, I miss me three week. I miss all that hype building, and well, it's usually a disappointment. <laughs> There's some good stuff there, but yeah, I I I hope it's always a thing. And uh, that 
just that little world premiere thing just took me back to thinking, yeah, there's been some good stuff shown over the years and it it needs to be a big event. I don't know why they feel the need that they think, oh, it's just too much. It's just pomp and ceremony, but I don't well, know. Talking of the, the people... world premiere, what did you think to the world premiere of Stalker 2? Uh, I, I don't know much about the series or, or like the first one, so I can't comment on that a great deal. Uh, it looked quite interesting what they showed. But yeah, um, I can't really say a lot about that. Sort of an immersive, like a, it's like a sim with horror elements, it's like an FPS game. Again, I've never, I've never had the fortune to play it. Again, there's lots of games out there that, even as podcast hosts, we have to sort of doff our cap and say we can't play everything, can we? We can't play everything mm. all of the time. Uh, well, yeah. let's quickly skip to the one that I think you were quite impressed by, the yeah, uh, dual reality trailer for Series X game, The Medium World Premiere. <laughs> <laughs> when I uh, first started watching this, I thought it was like an Alan Wake sequel. Oh, that would have um, been amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah, we're big fans of The Wake, aren't we? But uh, yeah. it wasn't. It was a new IP again, which we really should commend. Uh, love to see those, because one day we'll be sat here going, oh, I'm really looking forward to the Medium 2's trailer. But anyway, uh, yeah, very <laughs> cool. Uh, the way they had the, the parallel or alternate reality uh, on one side of the screen, um, probably trying to echo the Ratchet and Clank ideas of... Uh, of being able to do this with the uh, SSD drive and and these are going to be the things that hopefully push gameplay innovation as as well as graphics. Um, it looks quite an interesting alternate reality. Um, it looks more like a hellish. Uh, yeah, kind of, uh, I I liked what I saw. I again, I very I, creepy. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I'd like to know a little bit more about it. And obviously as the weeks unfold, we will get to find out more. Uh, like you say, it had that sniff of a wake about it, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. To start with. And, and then, um, well, the, the, the reality of, of like the real life reality looked very Alan Wake. And then the other one was a bit more stylized and, and, uh, a bit more horror, um, or fantasy horror injected. But uh, yeah, that, that's uh, had some nice screenshots released recently as well. So check those out, Xbox fans. Uh, look very, very nice. Um, it was quite cool to see how, I mean, uh, again, it's hard to, to know, isn't it? But it almost seemed like you were controlling, the screen was split down the middle and you're controlling this mm. person in both worlds at the same time and you know you yeah. hold up a torch and she holds up something else in the other world and she was yeah. what looked like quite old in the other world and you were quite fresh-faced in the in the other world uh yeah very fascinating mechanic almost like a, a split screen version of legacy of kane soul reaver in a way you know where you kind of morph the world around you when you saw the sort of hellish future version and morphed it back to the sort of more vampires in their prime version again the consoles at the time struggled to probably mm. do it justice but yeah clever idea want to see more again again another clever idea another interesting game for us to slap our peepers all over what uh what next let's uh, get the, the gunk get through these last ones um the gunk. the gunk i love the style of this um and the sort of almost hoovering up of uh 
or absorbing the, well, it's the, the gunk. It's the new thing from from SteamWorld, isn't it? So yeah, interesting um, sort of idea again. It's uh, puzzles. What the SteamWorld Heist crew? Um, or are you on about just the general? I think Do the whole the... SteamWorld universe, from what I've uh, researched today, Swedish uh. studio. Ranging from the SteamWorld Quest to SteamWorld Heist. So ah, okay, yeah. They're so, going to yeah. drop that and then move to the Gunk, which, again, is going to come to Xbox One and Series X in 2021. It's an exclusive as well, which is um, a, another a good score for them. Yeah, I, I like the look of that. I think, um, I think it was interesting. Very sort of... It's not cartoony, but... Um, no, but it's a different vibe. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, we don't it, it have to see like the pause of everybody yeah. in every game, do we? To know that it, it, you know, it doesn't make your game not amazing, yeah. does it? No, absolutely not. It was very rare, uh, rare esque as well. I thought. Um, yes. Like three sixty sort of rare. And it, games. I don't from oh, uh, from my understanding. Um, this is this is obviously revealed as a console launch exclusive, but I don't think this game's going to be making its way to PlayStation Five anytime soon. It'll be Xbox said, exclusive, period. Yeah. Quote yeah. unquote. So uh, again, quite a uh, quite a shrewd move to mm-hmm. pick that up. Again, uh, one thing that kind of. I sort of had explained to me, but obviously uh, by Adam the artist, but seemingly Phil at the beginning of the month says he doesn't believe in exclusives, and then the next minute pulls out the Bill Gates's wallet and gets himself a load of exclusives and timed exclusives, which kind of goes against <coughs> it. But seemingly the younger players need exclusives, and the older players appreciate indie games more, or, or something like that. I I, I still don't understand why Phil would say something like that. Now, I thought it was more like he was throwing them off the scent to try and give people something to be excited about. Obviously, he's bought a load of studios, says he doesn't believe yeah. in exclusives, yet why would you have a whole gamut of studios exclusive to your division and not not have exclusives and not like exclusives? Seems a bit bonkers. Why would you buy all those studios as part of an initiative and then say you don't believe in exclusives. If I was a Microsoft studio, I'd be like, mm, that's a bit necky, Phil. It came to you to be yeah. exclusive. Why would you say that? Do you not like yeah, us now? strange. <laughs> like Bill Gates has only just got the receipt and paid the tax on the last round of studios he's bought, and now you say you don't like us anymore. What's going on? Yeah. Clarify that for me, Phil. be nice for, obviously, him to sit down I mean, God forbid he'd sit down with us, but sit down with uh, a leading light in the industry and maybe just explain a little bit more about what he meant by that and and also why he was so hyped to have all these exclusives in the show. Uh, mm. I think it's a good thing. I, For me, exclusives sell consoles. And if Xbox Series X comes running out the gates with a whole plethora of games that you can't experience anywhere else and aren't timed exclusives and are only locked to that console. Well, that's a great reason to pony up for either Ultimate Games Pass or Series X, isn't it? Surely. Absolutely, yeah. Um, well, 
these next ones, to me, this is getting towards the end of the show, ready for the last big reveal game. Um, Warhammer 40,000, Dark Side, or Dark Tide. Yeah. Standard Warhammer game. <laughs> Sounds brutal. Yeah, I mean, I know um, it is brutal, but it is kind of true. Tetris Effect Connected, Xbox Series that, X. I love the title. music in that. That was, that was awesome. Yeah, um, great reveal as yeah, well. Good trailer, yeah. That was really nicely done. Obviously, um, Tetris, Tetris Effect is out now, but the connected version is the multiplayer version from what I understand. Yeah, I mean, that's a cool idea. With uh, I played Tetris Ultimate on the Switch. It's quite a cool little idea. Uh, Battle Royal, but with Tetris. So, similar to that, I guess. Um, Fantasy Star Online 2, uh, New Genesis arrives in 2021. Yeah, uh, you know, I used to love this back in the what it is. They yeah. played the wheels off it. I don't, I don't know as it really has got its grips on me anymore, so I, I kind of let I saw it and kind of just passed it off. I'll be honest with you. I don't mean to be yeah. rude, but I'm, I'm I'm done with Fantasy Star Online. It, it's got a little bit of a nod in there to sort of maybe Monster Hunter World, mm, which, which, yeah, yeah. which is cool. It's a nice way for the, in a way, that's kind of where the game was at when when PlayStation and PSP and all that did the the big Monster Hunter thing. I think they're really levering off the back of Fantasy Star Online. So ultimately, the the original Monster Hunter game. Uh, what came next? Oh, Tom, I thought this would make you double down and get yourself one. The they upcoming FPS good. Crossfire X. You're a super army soldier. You're Ross Kent. You're stripped <laughs> to the waist. You can go invisible. There's lots of macho, 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 macho gun stuff going on. There's lots of chests and it's made, And it's made by Remedy of Alan Wake and uh, Control fame. So I've heard a lot of good things about Control. So... The, the gameplay for this uh, FPS should be top-notch. Yeah, that looked nice. Um, do you think it's going to be everything it appears to be, or do you think there's going to be like a flip to it, like a an Alan Wake or Control-style mm, something yeah, else that, going on? Maybe maybe not with this one. Maybe they just want to go for the more um, sort of military FPS type experience special forces sort of thing that's the vibe i got it's from a, it. it it's a crowded 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 arena though so and why would they yeah. sort of because what did they do before alan wake um max Payne. yeah why why would they throw that in the bin to come waltzing out and do a by the numbers fps with a little bit of future tech and stealth in it yeah it's a bit odd to me but maybe there's going to be some different that's uh, not me. That's not me poo-pooing what I saw. I, I thought it was a very good rendition of a super army soldier chest out, helicopters, fast ropes, all that sort of stuff we've seen a lot before, but it certainly looked amazing. So, you know, again, they've wet our appetite. Let's tell us more. The last bit of uh, zhuzh before we got to the, probably what me and you tuned in for really was that, uh, We've already talked about it at the top of the uh, feature. You're right, Tom. You're rolling around with Polina yeah, there. Or are you back in the room? <laughs> I'm back in the room. I'm here. Just uh, save yeah. the naked wrestles till the end of the show. Forza Phil Horizon. Doesn't have to see them. Well, I'm sure he's more interested in your side of the uh, naked wrestle than Polina's. Basically, <laughs> you've you've aired all his uh, personal life all over. He was very upset about that. Well, that's why I come over, because he just needed some days away from the Sun newspaper, didn't he? Hounding him. Old howling Mad Murdoch's crew. Okay, well, you know, 
Less said, soonest mended, I would say. Forza Horizon 4 and Sea of Thieves will be enhanced for Series X. That's, again, I mean, it's a little bit like getting a GTA 5 enhancement. You know, take your big titles that everyone's playing and loving, bolster them up, especially seeing as the online element of Sea of Thieves. Keep people interested, keep people connected in that ecosystem and transfer them to your new console. Snappy, sensible business move. Yeah, you just know like the Fortnite trailers are coming as well, aren't they? Like next gen, like yeah, shock horror, shock horror Fortnite coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X. Really? Oh, well, it's guessed. rumored to be that's that's again. I've heard a lot of information about this, but that's rumored to be they'll be implementing a whole new physics engine into that that will yeah, fundamentally yeah. change Fortnite as we know it. Now, whether that will still be the game you can play on your mobile or your Switch or whether it will be, you know, the PS4 gets left behind and the Xbox One and the Switch and the mobiles get left behind and it marches forward on PS5 and Xbox One X as a, as a new game, ultimately with all these sorts of physics in it. Mm. Uh, yes. Yeah. It, they, although, according to Epic, the Unreal 5 engine's scalable, so... Does that mean it can be scaled all the way down to that? And if so, what game are you playing on your phone at that point compared to the one that someone's playing on their Xbox Series X? Interesting. Um, Fable. Obviously, you and I, again, I bought Fable at launch on the original Xbox, bought into Mr. Molyneux's stories, got it home, initially was disappointed, persevered with it and found within there the seed or the kernel of a, an amazing game that I thoroughly enjoyed and revisited due to backwards compatibility from memory on the 360 and then played, yeah. or obviously played the wheels off Fable 2 and then felt like I had my eyes poked clean out with a pooey <laughs> stick with Fable 3. Again, towards the end of the 360 era, I really felt quite burnt by Microsoft really the connect and fable three and a few other things really left a pretty foul taste in my mouth, but there you go. Uh, but fable always gets a little bit of uh, a free pass from me. So excited to see what's next. I, yeah. As soon as I saw halo open the show, I thought, yeah, going to do the good thing. Open strong, close strong. It was a little bit disappointing because I, I'd heard a rumor we were going to get some in game, uh, sort of been in development, footage. you know, off the radar. I think everybody in the industry knows that's been in development for quite a long time. So I, I'd half convinced myself what I was seeing was Series X graphics. I was like, my goodness gracious me, Mumsy, fetch the cane collection. We're going to go CX because it looks like <laughs> I might have to pony up for a Series X. George, you've already got the Series X. It's that meme again, isn't it? I want a Series X. Yeah. You've got the Series X. Shows you a broken iPhone 3G. That'll, that'll airplay <laughs> to the TV, son. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I don't know what I'll end up playing on there. But yeah, technically, I've already got everything I need to play the new Fable if I should want to. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not much Not much to say on Fable. Is a, we, we weren't shown a lot, so we can't no. say a lot. It looks, it looks like um, possibly a, a reboot. Uh, there was no numbers there, so a lot of people were obviously thinking Fable Four, but we're—I'd say—probably going for a, a soft reboot, as the industry calls it nowadays. 
so that was that was the event. Yeah. Um, I think we've shared our thoughts. Impressive. So it's now time to listen to others. So these are the before comments. So take notes on what people said before and then compare it to what they said after. We'll let you do that. Oh, I see. Uh, Well, it was just an idea to find out what people were looking forward to, whether they were disappointed after it happened. Oh, okay. For the PlayStation 1, got people's thoughts before and after. Good idea. Kind of dropped the ball there. So before, comment picture 79, a.k.a. Adam the Artist, a.k.a. the man you could win a prize from if your comment is deemed good enough to be comment of the month. And there's a whole range of geek prints he's got on the go from everything from Dungeons and Dragons, the cartoon, to uh, The Expanse from memory. He says, uh, comment picture 79, a.k.a. our Adam, he says, I'm not hugely fussed about exclusives in general, but I'm interested to see what the studios are putting out purely because it's new games in it. That's how we spelt it. Uh, I'm very interested in the rumours, changes to Xbox Live going free, which we didn't see, the xCloud integration with Games Pass kind of got a little bit more about that really from the industry outside of the showcase back compatibility upgrading games automatically we didn't get any of that so it was probably i don't think he was disappointed our adam in the discord he seemed very happy with what he'd seen azure cloud supporting games with remote computation and rendering for the flight sim it's very interesting stuff but we didn't get any of that either i want to know the details about free next gen upgrades so i can make the switch on my terms which kind of wanting more on we talked about but we want more big phil has been making all the right moves he calls him big phil so he obviously not our phil the producer but big phil from uh, xbox has been making all the right moves for the last while and everything he's saying just now is forward thinking inclusive and focused on getting everyone to play regardless of gen stroke system he says he thinks that's blooming brilliant microsoft going all super consumer friendly who'd have thunk it i don't no necessarily about that adam i think they're just trying to get you in a place where they've got your bank details and are taking money out your bank on a monthly basis and then they can up it or down it as they see fit uh but you know for now let's say they're being super consumer friendly and if if they are give it all away for free they're not even in it to make money anymore microsoft new microsoft windows tom you can have it for note Ezo and midna i'm pretty on the fence about what my next console will be i've not made up my mind because this looks to be so little between ps5 and xbox series x in terms of hardware it's got to be all about the games hasn't it ps5 showcase didn't do a great deal for me so the xbox like better line up for its launch then that's where my money will be going besides i don't like the white ps5 much so a nice black xbox already gets extra credit if i need to sneak it under the tv without the wife <laughs> spotting laughing till i cry emoji uh, okay, well, probably you listen to this on headphones, Ezra and Midner, actually games up. Do you want to give us a, a readout of what our good friend Finster Game has got to say, Tom? Yeah, uh, he says, I don't think I'll be in any rush to purchase a next-gen console until later in the process when games become next-gen. Exclusives, as nothing I've seen from either, is really pushing the boundaries as of yet. With Xbox Smart Delivery, I'll be able to play the new games until that point anyway. That being said, I'm super excited for Hellblade 2 in particular as the first one was the first game in a long time that blew me away with its graphics, sound and innovation. Mm. I have a feeling that will uh, be a next-gen exclusive and I imagine that will be my jumping on point for the generation along with the medium. Mm. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that will sell a few consoles uh, for the yeah, horror fans. For sure. Uh, Batmall. 
Uh, I've had the same Xbox One for the last six years, and I put off upgrading to an Xbox One X in the last year because I knew that it would get eclipsed in terms of hardware. That's a really good point. Like, yeah. I feel for those who have bought that one. Uh, are you like it, it's what, the, the series? What get. the the One X? One um, X, yeah. It felt like a unnecessary uh leap especially with the new ones coming so well, it's i not think soon, if but... you if you get in your internet time machine and go back i think there was quite a few xbox owners that were miffed at the downgrade there was because digital foundry they'll do a comparison video between the yeah. the one and the ps4 and and then at the you know the the pro and it's all you know xbox mm. one's looking a bit creaky and you know, yeah. a lot of these launch consoles probably sweating more than a Marine in a spelling test. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Series X, I don't, a Pro Edition or an Upgrade Edition, you know, the, the Pro name I'm not taking from the PS4, I'm taking from the iPhone Pro or whatever it is where you yeah. get that one that's that bit more powerful. <sighs> is that the way the industry's growing? Maybe. Series X... Yeah, if you're into your games be... and you've got the spare cash, fair enough. You knew that the next, you knew the new console was not going to be that far away. I think yeah. you kind of knew what you were getting, and maybe those that got the series Let's, um, were hyped. Yeah, let's go back to his comment. Um, I'm hoping to see a decent lineup of new stuff that's going to make me want to upgrade Series X. Otherwise, I will stay with my Xbox One for a bit longer, mm. especially if I can upgrade games to next gen free when I'm ready to do that. Yeah, that that uh, that's kind of we've said it in the feature, but that the well the way of thought across the wider internet just seems to be people are like, mm, I'm not really that fussed, really. I'll wait. I can apparently I can play the game on me one X on me one on me one X anyway, which I think yeah, it's a very consumer friendly message. But one would almost imagine almost a little bit confusing as well because are they going to be playable? We saw some mm. Series X exclusive world premiere launch exclusive. That's not going to be playable on your one. Well, that's unless what you saying. use Games Plus Ultimate, then maybe you can. Maybe still, uh, like we said, lots of uh, things to be answered. Uh, yeah. But we've got Retro Gamer Thomas next. RGC. He's a good man, isn't he? He is. Uh, for me, I'm hoping for a fantastic Xbox show because if this journey is a lot closer, it would warrant me having both consoles eventually. Yeah. I think Xbox really needs to put a very good show on because although people say they don't like exclusives, fortunately that's what sells consoles yeah. and this generation has proved that. Got to agree for me, it'll be there. PS5 on launch as I've been all in on PS4. With VR, it's been fantastic generation for Sony, but if Xbox yeah. persuades me, they're going to have a great lineup of exclusives that will warrant a purchase. I'll maybe buy a Series X as well next year. Fair enough. Chronicles of Gamer says, uh, my co-host for the Sonic episode, seeing uh, that I've had a PlayStation since the original on day one, and I've only had PlayStations up until this point, I'll never buy an Xbox. I'm excited for what the future brings, and I'm excited for my Xbox friends, but there's literally nothing Xbox can do to purchase for me to purchase one honest i suppose and we did ask for everyone's feedback so well done for getting in touch uh, chronicles uh adam the artist comedy picture 79 he's obviously had a lot of time on his hands this week he says in a new space which is cloud gaming the market will be highly competitive and that's only ever good for consumers as internet speeds get faster it'll make more sense because a data center has greater computational power than a home system will ever have so all games will be able to run at the equivalent of the absolute maximum that the absolute best pc can produce 
Okay. Uh, he's right, as always, is our Adam. He's always right. Um, but uh, <sighs> I don't think I want everything I own to be in a cloud. If that's the way gaming's going, dig out the Mega Drive, I'm happy. Or have we already reached the zenith of as far as I can take gaming with the PS4 and 5 and Xbox One without throwing all my life on the internet? Uh, Chronicles comes back uh, in a series of exchanges that we had. Internet companies will have gamers buy their testimonials, especially when it comes to pricing. Licenses will expire or bought out or lose games. The same nonsense happens on Netflix, Prime, Hulu, Disney, HBO, Showtime will happen with games. I'm inclined to agree with them there. People can't afford knockout internet speeds to catch up, to keep up. I know people, including myself, who has a lot of streaming movie services, mostly grandfathered in to watch all types of TV programming and films. Sirius Radio was supposed to kill the radio, but it didn't. Uh, TV video killed the uh, Radio Star Chronicles, if you didn't know that. But it didn't. People could afford to pay for Sirius, so it alienates them. I personally pay £200. Now, this is in America. Things are a lot yeah. more brutal for your internet than they are here. Paying £200 a month or $200 a month for cable, what? phone, and internet. That's regular speed, not only to watch cable TV, but stream and play online games. The games coming out require a lot of speed, and I don't know if people can afford that. And I did see a conversation that went further on, and obviously because we're not in America, we don't understand this because we pay our 40, 50 quid or whatever, and we're happy we get the biggest amount of internet we can get. And it's, you know, an all-you-can-eat buffet, really, as fair usage applies. So if you're kicking the absolute wheels out of it, they might throttle you back a little bit. But in America, they absolutely pay through the nose. That's just for his cable, phone, and internet. Then on top of that, he's paying for all these other services as well. America's not a cheap place to live. And to think, now, they're wise, these internet companies in America. And as soon as they realize that there'll be gamers wanting to stream at 4K or 8K, there'll be a bolt-on. There'll be a bolt-on, which will then, you'll have to buy to get access to 4K gaming or 8K gaming. So although here in the UK we're like, well, you know, I don't want a problem is I just want to pay £15 a month, £18 a month or whatever it is. I want to get me Xbox Stadia or whatever it is and I'll be able to play at 4K. And for those with the internet that gives them the ability to do that, Tom, they can do that. But in America, these companies, if you want a little bit of an extra little bit of a thing on your bill, they're going to be... Uh, <sighs> I'll be making you sell your grandmother for an extra gigabyte of data. So I think it's absolutely savage. This is the interesting yeah. one, Tom, after the event. Well, yeah, I have to are... say that was quite the surprise. 23 exclusives, including Fable. To be honest, there was a lot. He likes exclusives now, does our Adam. <laughs> Did he not say he didn't? he's not fussed about exclusives? Did I read that out? Can't remember now. Sure, I must have. Uh, what's he say? To be honest, there's a lot to like. We were misled by the media a little because we thought it was going to be all gameplay. But what they said was there would be Halo. There would be Halo gameplay. It didn't disappoint. Looks like a return to form. Grounded. Got to agree with Adam there. Grounded particularly looks like a lot of fun. If it's couch, I'm all in. I think we'll see the bigger picture come into focus as we see more gameplay again. Yeah, that's what we need next. Every game on Games Pass Day 1 is huge. We've talked about that. This is an incredibly generous offer. Game Pass is an absolute behemoth. The figures are insane, and it's only getting better. I'm sure Adam's in the uh, big film must be his cousin or something. Uh, he loves his Xbox, does our Adam. Retro Gamer Thomas, 
from what we what I've seen, I thought it was okay. Some interesting titles. Forza looked awesome, but I've never been a fan of the Halo fans, so it wasn't ever interested to me. So it hasn't ever interested me, but for Halo fans, I'm sure they're over the moon. Yeah, I think they are. I will say I wasn't like impressed graphically with Halo with noticeable popping. That's something we didn't talk about, Tom. That did exhibit yeah, itself yeah, in that. It was. I mean, again, if it's a year and the, old... the the brutes looking a little bit like mm, close up, they didn't really stand up, did they? Hmm, no. It's a fast-paced game, so maybe we're not meant to look yeah. that close, but yeah. it's already been, as you say, it's already been memed the wheels off of it. You know, they wanted... <laughs> if you're wanting to have good news stories, like the PlayStation made the BBC News uh, with their reveal... If I was Big Phil, I'd be like, nah, polish it up more, polish it up more, polish it up, lie like a hairy egg, give yeah. them everything that they want to see. Uh, but, you know, as always, Big Phil, he's got a measure of it. Um, and and let's face it, the biggest one of the biggest Xbox fans we've got uh, in the community is Adam. And Adam looked to be absolutely stoked with everything he saw. So in a way... Um, Phil went out happy. You know, we've had our interest peaked with a title or two, so maybe it did the job. Another big fan of the Xbox brand, so let's use him as a barometer. Hey, Tom. Boba Loba. Boba yeah. Loba, what's the he showca- say? Uh, the showcase was great, a good mix of titles, something for just about everyone. I still don't see the jump stepping visuals of the Series X as anything mind-blowing, uh, but I don't think that was necessarily the point of the showcase. The power upgrade doesn't just mean more pixels or more frames. I think a lot of people need to realise that. Uh, knowing I can have uh, a go on all of those games for my Games Pass mm-hmm. uh, subscription is a big win, I think. Being able to try games I've not considered before is what makes a subscription. For example, Psychonauts 2. I've no idea what the series is about, but I'm intrigued. I haven't played State of Decay game before either, but the trailer for 3 wowed me. So... Just treat that State of Decay trailer with a pin- big pinch of salt because <laughs> 2 was not graphic. It, really enjoyable game, and I recommend you do give what it a try. What was that game you told so, me about that was Xbox exclusive where you get like that little robot? You said, oh, you'd like that game with a little robot in it. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, What's that Recore. Called? Recore. Recore. Yeah. yeah. That's a franchise that looked to have dropped. Yeah. It was a shame because... Um, I think you said my it mate, had the seeds my, of a good game in there, didn't it? Yeah, my mate played it and really enjoyed it, and he, he said it was very um, like N64 Rare era-esque, hmm. um, but sadly never sort of got off the ground, really. Um, and and was I don't think it sold particularly well, so they must have dropped it. Uh, he said, closing, he says, also my desire to play Halo again just got reignited. That's good. So... Um, What's our take from that then? The Xbox fans who are all in on the ecosystem and they've got Games Pass and, you know, Babelay was part of the XBM network. So if anyone's a barometer to whether it was good or not, and uh, I think maybe Bobalaber's questioned some of his loyalty over the past week, I don't think, or over the past couple of months, I don't think he would mind us saying that at all, do you? Um, yeah. But using him as a barometer and Adam, um, they seem very I think what they saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's a really good point, Boba Loba uh, raises at the end there, just to close out, that it that Games Pass does just give you the option just to have a dabble, and that's a yeah, great thing. Yeah, again, um, you've got to applaud that at the minute. It's very reasonably priced, isn't it? And it gives you the chance yeah. to download to the console and have a good flick around and play with something. And again, if you like it on Games Pass and you want to express your love for it a little bit more, there's nothing stopping you going out and spending the... 
50, 30, 40 bucks, whatever it is on a used copy or a new copy to show yeah, your love exactly. for that game and have yeah. it on the shelf. So yeah, try before the... you buy, maybe. But definitely. It's definitely. the very ultimate try before you buy. It's almost like, uh, I won't use that analogy, and I won't use that analogy, but you get what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no one's protesting girlfriends uh, like that, are they? Let's close the feature right there. Time. Tom, I don't know what he's been doing this week. I think, as always, he's probably been out getting a load of original Xboxes, spraying them white, because he's the dodgy guy <laughs> around where we live. Spraying them white, slapping Series X on them, uh, or maybe repackaging them into a, a, an upright box with uh, lots of holes on the top. He's trying to sell them around the village's Series Xs. Did you know he was on with that? Yeah, I did also. He's been buying up all the Sun newspapers to to save uh, Phil's blushes um, from very, the scandals. It's very kind of him, isn't it? It is, yeah. He kept the scandals Unfortunately, on the though, uh, the local spa shop only stocks three papers per day, so he's probably not done a great deal there. Well, I, I, at least save him, but... in the local area, he's, he's probably got away with it, but on, on the wider stage, he's probably God not. loves a trier. Anyway, as he tears up my drive the way he always does, those pebbles resonating off those rubber mud flaps in the same way every time that's what you call tom precision driving it's time for a peek in what we affectionately call stingray's boot what's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of battlefriend all this week these are the new release highlights for the week july 20th to july 26 2020 listeners these are out on digital or physical or will be by the time this podcast in your feed but could be tom listen they could be region dependent so i know you over there in the big us of a you need to just think about, you might not be able to get your grease submits on these today, tomorrow or next week, or maybe I can't, but you can. So there you go. Question for you. What is going to be your VHS pick? You got one? Oh, that's a really good question. And uh, what? Just or, give and, me a, and what? Give me... Ray ain't got a lot going on in the boot I this know, week. So uh, I'm going to have uh, the second one as my mummy mummy. I don't know what you're going to have as your third, as your mummy mummy. Now, the mummy mummy is the game that we would normally, as a kid, have asked our mumsy for that week. We'd have pulled on our apron strings and begged her for this game. Um, obviously, Stingray. I'll go with number three. Okay. And obviously, if you want to know more about the man, the myth, the legend that is Stingray, you need to go and listen to our back catalogue. It's there for you to pick at. Into the Radius, out on PC July 20th. Into the Radius is a single-player survival... You'd thought I'd pick this one. I'm changing it. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm getting, yeah, I'm having this one. Shooter for VR veterans. Stalk the Petrovsk Radius zone filled with surreal landscapes and dangerous anomalies. Anomalomalom. Anomalomalom. Use stealth, climbing or realistic firearms to explore, scavenge for loot, and recover strange artifacts in an unforgiven dystopian environment. That's my mumsy mumsy. Mummy mummy, I want that game. I'll take the next one then. Uh, this is my mummy mummy. Golftopia oh. PC. Uh, design, build and manage your own futuristic golf course. Keep 200 persistent visitors fed, hydrated and happy. Well, if they're anything like the ones I know, that's going to be a job and a half. <laughs> Defend your creation from a growing infestation of weeds with robotic workers and defensive turrets. Evolve your course into a mega resort where nobody wants to go home ever. Wow, okay. Rock of Ages 3, make and break, PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and the, and forever will be, the most powerful console ever known to man. 
because they've got racks upon racks upon racks of servers. They've also got a smorgasbord of clever technology which transmits your requests riddled and hidden amongst people's Google search requests and YouTube videos. That's why your bandwidth has dropped, friend, because the Stadia bad boys are using it all. July 21st. I think if you want to play Rock of Ages 3, make and break, Tom, at its highest visual fidelity, <laughs> you need Stadia. You don't have to push the Stadia anymore. The, the contract's expired. We're good. No, it's not. I got an inflatable ring, red one. They sent it to me, like a Google O, right? They said, that's what you get. You've been so good to us, all right? We're not going to send you a Stadia because you're not that high on our sort of influencer list. If anyone who's working for Google just listen in, have you ever heard such a great advert for the Stadia? Competitive tower defense meets arcade action and gets rolled with Ace Team Quirky's Monty Python-esque humor into one giant creative game for the ages. This time around, you can make your, make your own levels. Rock of Ages 3, Tom, looking like one of the most basic graphical games in the boot this week. <laughs> so I'm sure the Stadia won't even be breaking a sweat streaming that. Uh, yeah. Carrion uh, is next PC, Xbox One, and Switch July 23rd. Carrion is a reverse horror game in which you assume the role of the amorphous creature of unknown origins, stalking and consuming those that imprisoned you. No. Role reversal. Role reversal. Well, with that, I'm going to slam down, flip it, and reverse it. Oh, oh, With my no. VHS pick, <laughs> speaking of role reversal, oh, yeah. I'm going to chuck out Halloween. Uh, the 2019 film uh, where Jamie Lee Curtis returns. And I think it's actually a really good horror film. Um, I think the way the roles are reversed in that a little is an uh, interesting dynamic. And yeah, well, a, I'm, a solid I'm, horror I'm, movie. I'm standing here clutching my bokken. So I asked Stingray to get hold of me a copy of 13 Assassins. Uh, and that's what I'll be uh, watching. I checked the trailer it. out for that because you recommended it to Eels. me. So I, I did have a look and it looks very good. It's I think awesome. it's on Netflix. So Is it? I think it might be. So I'll give it a watch. <laughs> uh, last off, we've got Roki. PC, July 23rd. Roki's an adventure game inspired by Scandinavian folklore, a dark contemporary fairy tale underpinned by a touching narrative an alluring art style, ancient puzzles, and atmospheric exploration. Wow. Well, grab what you can, because Stingray, much like He's fog gone. on a summer's morning, Tom, just dissipates very quickly, uh, does our Ray. He's gone. Uh, we know that other people have seen him outside of the show, so he is real. When Tommy co-hosted, he saw the Ray. So again, it's not a peyote dream for sequence He's actually a real person. So he's very mysterious, though. Some would say he even supplied counterfeit DVDs to King Arthur. Some say that he was Merlin. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, you better believe it. He, he defies time. He defies, he defies space. He defies logic, does our Ray. If you want to know more about him, like I say, delve into the back catalogue. Listen through range of amazing episodes, history of the Mega Drive, N64, you name it. But that's and 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 let's face it, if you've got to this point and you haven't thought what a pair of idiots, hit subscribe, get in the Discord, please, and thank you for your time. We haven't got to that bit yet, Tom. So 
those that paid attention at the end, at the beginning of the show, know at the end of the show, I'm going to crawl down off my high horse, look up to you and say, Tom, what are you hoping to play? Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, that sort. Very Just simple. That. Obviously, you've got, a, you've got a game of Warzone written all over you, as if you haven't yeah. played the wheels off that game already. So uh, you're desperate to get out the door and go and explore a game you've already literally said you're bored of, but the bigger boys are playing it, so I'm done with this podcast drivel. Tell you what I'm going to play. Let me get a list. Where's my piece of paper? Here we go. Okay, so the first time, I'm joking. Don't panic. I'll be playing Ghost of Tsushima as well. I'll be playing some Farming Simulator got some guests coming so there might be an element of some multiplayer games get played and some retro just for the hell of it tom other than that uh i think i'm about done don't think we've got any new games on the horizon certainly from the savage looking boot that we uh got delivered up by the ray not much on the horizon this week so you done said enough i'm done Stick a fork in him, he's done. And that's all we have time for this week. Listeners, as always, thank you for your time. We'll look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. And remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. See you, Tom. See you, mate.